How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jacob Albrot, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is Wednesday here on Sports Daily, and I guess everywhere, not just Wednesday here. I'm Jacob Albrocht alongside Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing for us, manning that IHOP hotline for you at 869-1240. Uh, it's wide open today. Your calls. Uh, I start things off. K-State, KU fans, are you concerned at all about the basketball you watched last night? Uh, neither team uh, covered, but they both got wins. We'll get into each of those games and look ahead to the Shockers playing tonight in a stretch of games for Wichita State that should be really interesting. More on that in just a bit. Uh, we'll give away some HTO uh, coffee today. Uh, lots of fun stuff to do for you on the program today. Your calls. How are you, Tommy? Good morning. I'm good. It was a, a busy night of basketball last night. You know, uh, both of those games were on ESPN+, and so it was kind of easy to switch back and forth between them. They were both going on at the same time. I know we're going to get into both of those matchups last night, uh, but it was definitely an interesting night of basketball. It was. Um, it was confusing a little bit. I, I think, you know, I, I, I can't imagine there were a lot of people that, you know, bet KU minus 38 and a half. Uh, but, you know, the, the player props were all good as far as bets last night because all the star players sort of showed out in that game and in the K-State game, quite frankly. Uh, but, you know, as far as, like, expectations on on lines and things, that should have been a blowout for KU. Uh, K-State ended up winning by 10, but it took overtime. Now, their line wasn't as bad. It was 13, so Oral Roberts was, you know, respectable, at least according to that and in comparison to K-State. I, I think, Tommy, we begin with KU. Look, K-State got to win at home in overtime against Oral Roberts. I, I don't know how much concern there is there. We'll get into the Cats and what we saw last night. But when we're talking about concern, it's probably, I, I mean, go all the way back, Tommy. I, I, I thought you thought I was crazy for being concerned at all in the preseason. And then I thought I was crazy after they started, you know, really hot and beat Kentucky. Now I don't think I was crazy. Like, there's something still off about this team, and it was there in the very early stages of this team being together, and it's still there now. They are not close to what we think they can and, and quite frankly, what I think they should be by the time this all counts. I think there are a few things to keep in mind after the game last night and watching the Jayhawks. Number one, they've got some issues in shot creation. 
mean, outside of feeding the ball to Hunter Dickinson, where else is the shot coming from? I mean, I know Kevin McCuller is probably the best all-around player on that team for yeah. Kansas, but they've got an issue. And it happened throughout the game last night where they had a hard time getting shots created. And you know what? Here's the other thing I'm going to point out. And I think that this can bring up a little bit of a discussion when it comes to Dewan Harris. I love Dewan Harris. He is a veteran. Yeah, he, he's got all of these skills that Bill Self loves. And we, we've talked about it as the season has progressed about how he's, I don't know if he's reluctant to take a shot or, you know, just doesn't really, that's not really what he's doing right now is shooting the basketball. The problem with that, you know, early in the season, we were, you know, I remember he posted on social media saying, well, I'll shoot when I need to shoot, you know, all of that. Well, the problem is, and Eastern Illinois, I think, did a really good job of understanding this and, and combating this last night was they basically, they dared Dewan Harris to shoot the ball, and they basically took defenders away from him. And what that did was, I mean, it really creates issues in in spacing. It creates issues in shot creation. When you've got two guys on Kevin McCuller, or you can have, you know, an extra guy to double-team Hunter Dickinson in the post because you're not defending Dewan Harris because he's not shooting the basketball, that becomes a little bit of an issue. So, you know, I'm not suggesting that Dewan Harris needs to go out there and shoot the ball like crazy every single game, but at least, you know, stay dangerous to a point to where the other team yeah. knows they need to put a man on you. He's a good enough shooter that he needs to be taking two to three three-pointers in every game. I would, I, at least to my, you know, amateur scouting eye, it's a problem that Nick Timberlake has not, taken the role that they chiseled out for him. Um, but, yeah, Dewan Harris needs to shoot a little bit. He, he took four shots last night. He doesn't night. need One to shoot a lot. Three. You know, just needs no, to shoot enough he's to, gotta, you know, keep the He's got to pull defenders honest. out. That's all you got to yep, do. He's got to pull defenders out. I, I think, for me, what's embarrassing about the game yesterday, like, you cannot get out-rebounded by Eastern Illinois when you have Hunter Dickinson and K.J. Adams on right. the roster. And Kevin McCullough. Can't do it. Can't happen. I mean, those three guys have to combine for more than 19 rebounds. Dickinson obviously did his share, right? 13 rebounds. He was he was he he, he is the Tim Duncan of college basketball. Just just mark it down for his production. But KJ Adams and Kevin McCullough combining for six rebounds. Like that that is a problem coming against Eastern Illinois. Because what's gonna happen when they play UConn later this week or they get into the Big Twelve? I mean, they're just going to get hammered. Try, you know, you they have got to get more physical and rebound the ball. And I know Bill Self talked about that after the game last night, and it was a point of emphasis in our KU Insider Shreyas Lada's reporting after the game. But I mean, my goodness, we talk about Wichita State not needing to get out rebounded with those two big guys in these early games. KU absolutely cannot get out rebounded by Eastern Illinois. It can't happen. And and that to me is probably pretty easy. Uh, hang it on the bulletin board type stuff for Bill Self. But, I mean, for real. Like, if that happens against UConn, it's not going to be pretty. Like, one, you you can't give team. They're going to be a good enough defensive team this year that those second-chance points for the opposition are going to be killer. How, how many offensive? 13 offensive rebounds for Eastern Illinois. KU should, I mean, it, it should be insanely difficult for the opposition to get an offensive rebound. They're yep. going to be too good defensively. Don't waste that good defense by giving up offensive rebounds. I, I I don't know 
there's a lot of stuff going on here. Like they they don't have the shooter stepping up, which is the mo- I think the most glaring and the one that you pointed out. I think the rebounding is a problem. It's just not there yet. And I'm not sure that it has been there. Like if we look back at this season, and the Kentucky win was awesome because I think Kentucky is going to be really good. But like for real, let's go all the way back. You know, you lose a game in Bahamas. I don't know what to make of that because there were pros on that team. And then we get the reports that late night in the fog was meh, right? And Bill Self wasn't happy about it. And then they kind of get pushed around in the Illinois exhibition game. Well, it's an exhibition. What do we really make of that? Well, I don't know. And then they get the three cupcakes and do pretty good. Uh, And then they don't beat Chaminade by as much as they're supposed to. And then Marquette really kind of pushes them around. They bounce back in, and I thought, a nice way against Tennessee. And then yesterday was just like a shake your head at, like, what what was that? And, you know, they get UConn at home. I don't know what the line on that's going to be, but I'm not real comfortable with that game right now. Knowing UConn's, you know, history and typical identity, I just, like, KU's got a lot of work to do. Well, I think that, you know, early in the season, there were a lot of individual performances that KU hung their hat on, whether it was Hunter Dickinson going for double-doubles or Kevin McCuller going for triple-doubles. That's really, I think, what the Jayhawks have leaned on early in the season, those individual performances. And, you know, Hunter Dickinson had a great individual performance last night too. You know, 25-13, and pretty solid, right? Uh, But really outside of that, you're not seeing a balanced attack. And I shudder to think what this team would look like if they hadn't have landed Hunter Dickinson in the transfer portal uh, during the offseason, they wouldn't have had, you know, hardly anything to hang their hat on outside of Kevin McCuller. And that wasn't even a, a given that he was coming back, uh, you know, when the season ended last year. So I think that they I'm not as concerned. I don't have that level of concern that you do, because, again, we're still in the month of November. There's a long way to go. They do get the defending national champions on Friday, and that's going to be a heck of a game. But I do think it's going to be important, and Bill Self is a master at this, getting his team to shake things off after a game when it really wasn't very good and get them ready for the next game. And I actually think that, I think you maybe mentioned this, that the performance that they had last night may actually have been a good thing bulletin board-wise for Bill Self to get his team up and ready to go on Friday. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good in the sense that you have a lot to work on, yeah. right? Like, there's a lot to to take to take into consideration. Look, look, I, I've I've got money as for KU as a champion. Like, don't misunderstand level of concern. Do I think they can fix it? Of course I do, but I do think it. We're past the point of just saying ah, they'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, they'll be all right. I, I don't like they, well, they need to look, show us that they'll I think, be all right. I think they will be. I think it's just a matter of there are a couple of things that still need to be developed. And, and again, you know, no, there's no team in America that in at the end of November, that's the team that we're going to be looking at in, in February or March. There's no but team in America. That, I, I agree. That I agree with that. But don't you think this team? Right with the three guys that they bring back, basically you bring back sixty percent of your starting lineup, and and by the way, those guys are like not just a little bit experienced; they're three of the most experienced players in the country. And you add probably the Naismith winner. Like if we're just looking at it right now, things should be going better than they are now. Will they eventually be going good? They yeah, have probably. one loss on the season. What do you mean, like? 
things could be going better than they are. They have one loss, and that was to a Marquette team that's a, a top five team in America. Yep. But you're but you're ignoring loss. the you're ignoring the warning signs we saw before the season started, and you're acting what like they played well signs? last night. It's it's they lost the Illinois beat their in an butts. exhibition game in an exhibition yeah. game. I want you to look at the box score of that exhibition game and look at the minutes played of that exhibition game. Okay, the starting five played that entire game, and they got their butts kicked. It wasn't like they were out there running out. Uh, you know. Jamari McDowell and and all these freshmen for extended minutes they weren't the starters played that entire yeah, game but, but look, and they you, got their butts kicked you are you're pulling a chicken little sky is falling right now and I'm, I'm not saying I'm the not, sky is falling I'm not because of the people that you just mentioned the the presumptive Naismith winner the returners the veterans that now is it perfect absolutely not they did not play well last night at all. It's not perfect. You are rarely, if ever, going to see a perfect game put together by a team. It just, that doesn't happen. There's always going to be things. A perfect you... game? It wasn't even close to perfect. I it know, was a bad I, game. I know it wasn't, but what I'm saying is that they've got, number one, the best coach in America, and number two, veterans and the best player in college basketball. I'm not concerned about whether or not they're going to get it figured out. I think that they will. I know that they will. So right now I don't have a level of concern. They're, they are still a top-five team in America. They have one loss. Sure, they didn't look good last night, but let's talk about it again early next week after the UConn game. If they lay an egg against UConn, okay, at that point, let's start to have a conversation. It, you know, There is always a non-conference game for the Jayhawks where they kind of lay an egg, and you're kind of like, oh, that, that didn't look very good. And then what do they do? Like They just they, they bounce back. So I'm not, I'm not yeah. concerned they, right now. They, they bounce back well against Tennessee. That, I'm not – and I, I don't – like, you might be misunderstanding. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, my God, the, like, the sky is falling, KU's not very good. This is not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying I'm concerned that they got pushed around by Marquette, and then they got pushed around last night by Eastern Illinois, and they got pushed around by, by Illinois. Like, it's time for this team to get tough and bully people like they yeah. should. Because they should. I don't disagree with you about that at all. And and I'm not trying to, you know, blow over, you know, the 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 concerns and the things that are not good for, for Kansas. Because there clearly are. I talked about Dewan Harris's reluctance to shoot the basketball. He was 0-4 from the field. He had one point. I mean, he's your starting point guard, right? And... And, and I think he's a phenomenal basketball player. I don't know what's going on with his reluctance to shoot the basketball. They don't have a lot of depth. They don't have really anybody that you feel confident, out, maybe outside of Johnny Furphy, who's still developing, that you feel confident coming off the bench. Well, those to are long you, I, to give you extended Those minutes. are long term concerns, those, those right? Like they, that, they do need to yeah. find depth. So I'm not trying to glaze over any of that and say that they're not issues. They certainly are. But when you have veterans like McCuller, who has, by the way, back to back triple doubles this season, he's incredible. Hunter Dickinson, he's been who really looks good. Incredible also. And Bill Self on the sideline. I just don't have a lot of like major, long-lasting concerns about what happened last night. It was a bad game, a bad outing for the Jayhawks. They were favored by 38 and a half points. They won by eight. That's not that's not a good outing at home in Allen Fieldhouse for Kansas. But do I think that that lingers? I think that there might be some things that absolutely they need to address. But I don't think that all of a sudden, like, oh my God, this is terrible, and what are we gonna do? Like, I'm not in that position yet. It's all relative, right? Like, it's all relative because KU's expectation is absolutely a national championship sure. this year. So, 
you know, I, I think that 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 in the experience they brought back does and probably should, in fairness, eliminate some of the grace you would typically give a team this time of year. Now, they they they're gonna like again. I think that when we're talking about them in February, we won't be having these conversations. But you're baking in like some real aggressive, um, positive thinking there. When what's no, staring us look, in the face are some issues right now that keep happening. Yeah, there are issues. But you know why I'm I'm still willing to extend them grace right now. When was the last time that Bill Self? had a true inside-out game for his for his team. It's been a while. It's been a few years, right? Like, And, and you think back to even last season, like the offense was I mean, generated. the championship year, they, the, they had it. The offense was generated last season by Jalen Wilson, right? And, and so it wasn't like feeding the post like crazy. So it, they, they've got to get back to that. They've got Dickinson, and they're doing that. But like Dewan Harris didn't lead the offense in that way last season. He led the offense in a different way last season is the point guard. So th- there are still things and again there's seven games in. Well, there are he still did, things but remember, that you've got to We pointed it out. We pointed it out a lot of times. Dewan Harris's like point total has been indicative to wins for 3 years now. Like when he scores, they win. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like that's been the case for a long time. And, and I'm I was the first one to say, you know, earlier in this show about his reluctance to shoot the basketball. It, that clearly is something that needs to be addressed. I think it will be because he's a veteran, right? Like, I don't think it's something where you cross your fingers and you say, man, I just hope that he scores. The guy knows what he's doing, and he knows what his game is. It wasn't a good outing last night for Dewan Harris. Over from the field. And again, when you've got defenses that know you're not going to shoot the basketball, they don't have to defend you, right? And so those are clearly things that I know will be addressed moving forward. Again, let, let's talk about this again after UConn. And if some of those same things exist after UConn and there aren't adjustments that are made to prevent those things from happening after last night's game, then at that point, I think we can have a different conversation. But right now, I'm still not concerned. So here, here's why I think that's I, – I, I'm, not, I'm not on board with that because we – like. I'm more concerned with what happens in a bad game against Eastern Illinois than I would be in a bad game against in UConn. A random we saw a bad game. In a random we, non-con we saw, game. But we saw a bad game against Marquette. Like, I don't need to see another bad game against UConn to be concerned. Like, we saw it yesterday. We saw it last night. The things that concern us, we saw against Eastern Illinois. So, like, what whatever happens against UConn, I would be less concerned if what happened last night happened against UConn than I am happening at home against Eastern Illinois. It's November. I get it. There's a lot of time, and, and it's, n- like, nothing that happens now is that concerning outside of an injury. I, I totally get all that stuff. But I can't sit here in good faith and ignore what we've seen now multiple times this season and just say, oh, it'll be fine. I want to see it be no, fine. No, and again, I'm, not, I'm not trying to glaze over any of these issues. I agree with you that they're there. But do I think that those same issues are going to be present three months from now? Probably not. Now, now outside, be. outside of the, the lack of depth, that is something that I think is concerning. And I know that there's been speculation that the Jayhawks may try to find a midseason addition to come in. And I don't exactly know yeah. what that looks like. 
but th- I mean, that is a that lack of depth coming from the bench that is concerning. You know, they they ran out their nine total guys, but really only what like eight of them got extended minutes. Parker Brown only had five minutes, so you know, I, they've got issues there. That's something that could potentially linger as the season goes on. But man, like adjustments will need to be made. They always are. Like that's what that's what basketball teams do sure. in general, right? When you're playing in November, you're seeing what works and what doesn't, and then you're making adjustments as the season goes on. I think the Jayhawks are going to be just fine. I, I I mean, look in in February, I think they will be too. But it, it just like we can't keep seeing the same issues happen. I, a couple of things. One, KJ Adams is working through some stuff that's obviously unforeseen and insanely difficult to deal with. I think you know, over time, he will be a much bigger factor in the physical nature of the game in those aspects, in those, you know, stat categories or whatever. The depth is interesting. I I think what's hard about it is they don't have, they don't have like homegrown depth. And so it's going to take some time. And I actually, I'm probably a little bit less concerned about that. The only, the concern is injury, of course. But when you're talking about three freshmen, you know, battling and learning to become contributors, I I think McDowell and Jackson and Furphy have shown enough. Like, not every freshman is Grady Dick, right? Like, those three guys have shown enough that I think they'll continue to develop, and that's probably going to provide the depth. The the, I don't want to pile on Nick Timberlake. I don't like piling on any college player, any kid. But he's got to be better. Because he was no. the guy they brought in to be that. Not good. Like on twofold. Twofold. They need a shooter and they need depth, experience, that kind of thing. He's got to be that and, and they're gonna have to have him work through that. So for all the KU fans that, you know, like that and I hear from them, you know, during these games, like we gotta get him out of there, we gotta get him out of there. I, I almost don't agree with that. You gotta let him try to shoot through it. You gotta let him try to work through it because he is important. They, they, they don't have anybody else to do what he's been brought in to do. It may be Furphy over time, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because they appear to be two white guys that can shoot, right? Like they, they, like, they need that role to exist, and he's the guy that they brought in to make it yeah. so. So he's got to be the guy. Look, as the non-conference rolls on, I don't care if Nick Timberlake shoots eight threes in a game. Like work gotta through it. Like it. you gotta yeah. let him shoot through it. Yep. Because that's gonna be that much more essential when you get into the conference schedule. You can't pull him from a game now and ho- cross your fingers and hope that it's gonna come around when conference play starts. You gotta let him shoot through it right now. UConn game comes quick. That's Friday night in that Big East Big Twelve battle. Um, and then and then they'll get a little time to work through it after that. That's the next big one. They bounce back against Tennessee. Let's see if they can do it again. All right. When we come back, we will talk some K-State basketball. Very different expectations create very different reactions to games, I think. So uh, we'll get into K-State. KU fans, you can chime in on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. You can also leave your comments on our video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, is where you can do that. Lots still to come. We'll get you ready for a shocker game tonight. It's officially college basketball season, everybody. Uh, And we love it here on Sports Daily. We'll have some giveaways for you as well. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing. We'll be right back. Your 
phone call is welcome. 869-1240. Sports Daily on 97.5 and 1240. KFH. Wichita's number one sports radio. Each. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Glad to be with you. Oh, Tommy. All right, so there's KU. We'll get back to that probably. If you want to leave us your comments on KU last night, you can do it on our video streams, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You can also uh, hit us uh, on the IHOP hotline at 869-1240. We'll give away some some HDO a little bit later in the show. Let's talk about K-State, Tommy. Different sort of feel. Uh, in a game that was, you know, maybe closer. I, I think the line was 13. They won by 10, but it went to overtime. Uh, and it was tied at halftime and tied in regulation, by the way, um, which is interesting. I, I don't, you know, K-State, I, I don't have a good grasp for what K-State's going to be in the Big 12. They're not going to win the Big 12. Nothing like that is happening with this team this year. I don't, I mean, unless it, it would be a big surprise to me if that happened. Cam Carter continues to be, uh, a force on this team. It's been a really nice development. Arthur Kaluma had a big second half. Tyler Perry, though, again in this game, he shot 12 threes. It's going to be his game, clearly. But, he, he, you know, he picked it up in overtime he was big. And in the second half, he wasn't great in the first time. We've seen that now several times from him. It'd be nice if he could get off to a better start. And I think in the games that he does that, they've been much better. Uh, Day-Day Ames, who's been the great freshman, uh, was not quite as good last night, but you know, or I don't know what to make of Oral Roberts. They shot it really well from three, fifty percent, and I think that's what kept them in the game. Ultimately, um, they didn't shoot a ton in the second half, though. Uh, what, what did they shoot for three in the second half? Yeah, zero for five in the second half uh, from three. So you know, it was it was a great first half for them. They did not shoot it well in the second half. And and K State got a win. I I don't know what to make. I mean, I'm glad they got a win. I guess like I it, it's I don't really know what much else to think about it other than it's good that they won that game when probably they had a chance not to. I think that's the thing with Tyler Perry is that you have to take the good with the bad a little bit. And and the first half was not good for Tyler Perry at all. You know, all 20 of his points came in the second half in overtime. And you mentioned it. I mean, he's going to shoot the three. Um, and I think he's got the green light from Jerome Tain to do so. And it's one of those situations where you know he's going to fire it up. And, and at least so far this season, it hasn't been great in the first half. But then he kind of finds his stroke and you know is able to make it happen uh, late in the game. Cam Carter was awesome. He had a double-double in the game. Um, the, the steps forward that this guy has taken from last season to this year is remarkable. I think he's the most important player on Jerome Tang's team. Um, he, he brings that continuity and that consistency. That's one thing that Jerome Tang talked about in postgame is that right now there's not a lot of consistency with the team. You don't exactly know what you're going to get. Um, you know, and I think a perfect microcosm of that is Tyler Perry. But Cam Carter is probably the most consistent out of all the players that are on that team. With the double-double, I think that there's a trust factor that Jerome Tang has with Cam Carter. I think he's noticed and realized that he's taken that step forward and he's going to lean on him. And so I think that, you know, having him 
be the key integral part of that team and the most important part of that team, the focal point of the team. Uh, I mean, that's really where they were able to, I think, to pull away in overtime and, and ultimately get the win. As far as what they're what they look like moving forward. Yeah, it took them overtime to beat Oral Roberts. I don't really know what to make of Oral Roberts. They don't have Ace Miss anymore, um, you know. So I don't exactly know. Isaac McBride returns for Oral Roberts, so you know, and he had a good game last night for them. So I don't exactly know what to make of it. I don't know if it's anything that I'm, you know, super concerned about moving forward. I just think they need to find their footing consistently, for and be able to play a complete game in the first half and the second half. But he, I mean, his game right now is just shooting threes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just that, talking about in general. They've got to find consistency as a as a whole from the first half to the second half. You know, they can't. Yeah. You know, he can't. He can't shoot. You know, Tyler Perry. If you want to talk about him specifically, you know, you yeah. can't. You can't have him. You know, miss a bunch of shots early and then lean on well, him late. You got to have him. Cam Carter out of the was. Cam Carter's the opposite, right? right? He shot it really well early and didn't shoot it well right. late. I, I'd like to see more from the offense. Be not just shooting threes. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, they were nine for 29. They took 29 threes last night. Um, if you're going to do that, you got to shoot it probably better than 31%. I, I don't, but, but again, like, is this team limited in what they're going to do? I, that, I, I think it's harder for me to have like a hot take on this team because I don't know what the expectation is. Like for KU, it's easier for me because the expectation is to win a dang national championship, right? Like we, that's that expectation has been set a long time ago. So we know what we expect out of KU. I have a hard time with it with, with K state. Cause I don't know what to expect for Like, I don't know what the expectation should be. And so I'm, I'm continuously having a hard time when I watch them play. Like what, what do I think this team should be? I mean, all I've said from the beginning is I think they should be a tournament team, right? Like that's that's sort of it. So I I, I don't know what I'm comparing them to, and we didn't know that last year either until we got into the season and saw it, right? And the, and I think that will happen over time with this team too. Like we'll get there with this team, but I don't think this team looks like it's going to be as good as last year's team. I think that's fair, but what does that mean? Last year's team was a Final Four team, right? Like so. What are we? What are we doing? You know, in our expectations for them, and how does that impact what we have seen? Really, it's been pretty consistent what we're seeing. Yeah, I think that really, if you want me to try to pinpoint a concern, um, I think that really one of them, David David Gasson, only had one point, and he was over from the floor in twenty seven minutes of action. He did add eight rebounds. You know, that's good, but this is a guy that's averaging six or seven points a game. He's not going to be a major offensive contributor for this team. Um, but, you know, and I know that Arthur Kaluma came off the bench, uh, and, and I don't exactly know how that's going to work rotation-wise with Jerome Tang if Kaluma is a come-off-the-bench guy, you know, or if he is, you know, that was kind of a, you know, early season thing and he'll end up starting. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know, and I don't really necessarily think it matters I mean, all that much. he played more minutes than McNair Gasson. So, Again, so I, I don't think you, it you really know. matters all that much, but I do know that if you're going to be David Gasson and you're going to play for 27 minutes, you got to do more than one point. you got to, you got to, you know, he took four shots and missed all of them. You're adding rebounds. That's great, and and I understand that. But you got to be a little bit more of a threat that way. And so that might be one thing to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, but man, it's consistency. And Jerome Tang said the same thing in post game. It's consistency. It's it's not exactly knowing what you're going to get 
from this team, not only from one game to the next, but from one half to the next, right? And and which which guy it's going to be? Is it going to be Tyler Perry in the second half? Is it going to be Cam Carter in the first half? What is that going to look like? I know a big question that we had at the beginning of the season is who, where is the offense coming from outside of Tyler Perry? I don't have that question anymore. It's Cam Carter. It's absolutely Cam Carter, and it's all it's also Arthur Kaluma, and it looks like he's back pretty healthy now, um, you know, played a majority of that game, was 7 of 13 from the field. I don't have a lot of concern about where the offense is coming from. I just wonder about at what just point in the game coming. is it coming from. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that it's coming at all. Yeah. You know, I thought, they, I thought the Kaluma thing was interesting, and I kind of like it. I like the spark off the bench. It's sort of like what we've seen uh, Paul Mills trying to do with some of his guys at Wichita State, right? I, I don't mind Kaluma as being that. Uh, you know, because y- it, you sort of can take it in waves. I mean, he was really good last night. He was, you know, 20 and eight. Yeah. He played, you know, more minutes than everybody, but Tyler Perry and Cam Carter. So, it, it you know, it ended where we'd want to see it end anyway. I, I don't mind when coaches do that. I kind of like it for some teams, right? For some teams. And I think this could be an example of a team where that could work, at least for now. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not what you do later because I think later in the season, you just sort of hope all your best players can play as many minutes as they can play, right? You start them and you hope that they just keep playing and don't get in foul trouble. And I think, and I think Kaluma is going to be capable of doing that. But right now they do kind of need this because it was Cam Carter early who scored, what did he score? Five or eight points right out of the gates. And then he kind of went silent. And then Tyler Perry picked it up big time in the second half, especially late. He had that four-point play. And then in overtime. And in overtime, they looked fine. I just, it's hard for me because they have, and here's the other part with K-State, and there's some of this with KU too. K-State's got some talented young players that are going to get better over time. Whereas like last year for K-State, right, they leaned so heavy into their two seniors and and really, you know, like everything flowed through them. That it, that's kind of what's it looks like trying to happen with Tyler Perry and Cam Carter, but those two players are not the same as Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. They're really good, but they're not those two guys. I mean, I think through what have we played now six games? I think we know that Naquan Tomlin is missed dearly. I think I I, I you know. So, who else steps up? You think Gasson? I'm not sure Gasson's ever well, going to no, do that. No, I don't that. think he's going to step up. I just think he's got to do more than more than Ofer, a point. Yeah, right? no, more I get a point, it. Right, I get it. I I like Dade Ames. I I think he ultimately will. I don't want to say third best because Kaluma is really good, but he's going to be one of the guys. I mean, he's going to be a key contributor. But but like if you're if we're looking at it, we think of a starting five down the road. Let's say Naquan Tomlin comes back. We hope he does. And you've got Ames and then Kaluma fills out your five. If that's your five and they're playing pretty well, that that's a team that could that, that's a team that's going to mix it up in the Big Twelve, I think. Right? But they they've got some work to do for sure. They have to, and I'm totally with you. The offense can't be 29 threes. I, I don't think they're that good a shooting team to do that. I mean, Tyler Perry probably is, but does that feel like uh, uh, is is the rest of the team equipped to do that? We certainly didn't think they were before the season started, right? Like, we weren't thinking about this as being some just insanely good shooting team. I'd love to be wrong about that, but I don't think that I am. So, you know, maybe 
maybe get it to where you can shoot 35, 40% from three on a smaller number and create some offense. Otherwise, I'm with you on that. And maybe Gasson's a, I like David Gasson. I, I don't know. I, I Again, I have, I've had a really hard time with K-State. I'm glad they won last night. I mean, that's sort of what I take away from the game. I'm glad they won last night. Yeah, I think the only concern with that is if you're limiting what Tyler Perry does, again, he I, you can't compare him to Marquise Noel. But I didn't watch Tyler Perry last year, so I don't know if it's this is who he is. Think about last season if you had tried to put a lid on Marquise Noel a little bit, right? And said, look, we got to limit the threes we're taking. Stop firing them, whatever. No, let me clarify. That's not going to be good I want for the Tyler Perry. Yeah. I want Tyler Perry firing away. Yeah. I have no problem with Tyler Perry firing away. I'm not sure I want the team as a whole taking 29 threes. I don't know who the other great shooters are. Cam Carter's a pretty good shooter. So if you know if those two combine for twenty threes in a game, that's a lot though. I'd love to. I, I want. I would love to see a, a more variety in maybe Tyler Perry's offense. I don't know. I would have to defer to somebody who watched a lot of Tyler Perry right before he came over to know exactly. I, I just know he was a really good player, right? And but outside of like looking at his stats, like I didn't watch North Texas play last year. I don't know how good he was and what he did. I just know. The numbers were there, right? And obviously, we all know he's a good shooter, one of the best in the country. We'll see. K-State, uh, up next for K-State, by the way, is... North Alabama. Uh, yeah. They get the Villanova game, which is next week. That's the that's the one, I think, to get excited about. That'll be a good... Villanova's pretty dang good. That, that will be... Because it's in Manhattan. That's a really good opportunity for K-State, for us to really get a good grasp of what this team is. Because Villanova will bring it. I, that That's a big-time game. That's probably... I mean... What did, what did they do? They they had the Miami game, right? That was a big one too, and they and they fared well. If they USC fare well against the season. if they fare well against Villanova, after you know a good performance against Providence and a good performance against Miami, I don't know if it was a good performance against USC. It was the first game of the year. I, I think we'll feel pretty good. There, you know, we'll get North Alabama out of the way, but Villanova, LSU, and Nebraska before Wichita State. This is. A, we're going to talk about how fun the next portion of the Wichita State schedule will be. It's going to be a pretty fun portion of the K-State schedule, too. 869-1240, your thoughts on it. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. Shocker talk coming in the second hour. We'll look at this Richmond game. Uh, it's a Wednesday, everybody, and it is college Batman. Man, isn't this great? We get all this college basketball to talk, and it's not even December yet. This is fantastic. We'll be back with more Sports Daily right after this. 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here. Uh, happy birthday to my oldest. Nine years old today. Wow. Happy I, you know, birthday, it's so, Addy. It's so funny how right our elders were when we were kids. Like, it, this goes so dang fast and is, I mean, it's absurd. And now you get, like, these Facebook memories, which are uh, maybe the greatest thing about Facebook and social media in general when you're a parent is to get those back. It's nuts, man. And it's sad and it's exciting and awesome all at the same time. And, like, I, I get it. It is terrifying thinking about, you know, a kid getting close to those years where life gets pretty hard. Let's be real. 
and like not be like it not be able to hold their hand through it. And then like we just keep joking with her, like we'll just be crying all day long because you do. Like it's just crazy. I can't believe I have a nine year old. You are uh, you're halfway through her, you know, moving out to college. Don't right? say that halfway. Yeah, don't say that. And we you're not that far away. Can... You're only a few years away from maybe like the the first boyfriend and like all of that. She can. I, I we tell her all the time. She can live with us until she's forty. Like you just, you'll be yeah. fine. You don't need to. You know, I, I no, I, I, we're, I'm definitely not a, a helicopter parent. I'm very much the opposite. Like figure it out on your own. That's the way my parents were, and you, you kind of don't know anything else. But man, it's tough. Nine Are you going to be that uh, that uh, shotgun dad? Like you know, you you meet the boyfriend yeah. while cleaning the shotgun yeah. out, kind of thing. Yep. Yep, I don't have a gun right now, but I need one yep. for for that reason among others. Um, but yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I you know, I it's hard. I had four older brothers, right? So I don't have any perspective. My wife is only has a sister that she lived with for the most part. She has some half brothers, but like we have very different perspectives on all of this, and much of it I will have to defer. Like I I it's not a joke. Like I try to explain to her like. I didn't know why. Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet uses during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of things about girls until I was like in high school, like certain things like that, you know, if you have a sister or whatever, you just kind of know about. Like, my son will be fine with two older sisters. I'm telling you, like, there are things where people would, like, make jokes, and I'm like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Like, no clue what anybody's talking about. I knew nothing about girls. So I only know about boys, and I know how boys are. So that's the only perspective I have, and that's going to be a hard perspective to bring to the teenage years of a girl other than yes, sit on the front porch with the shotgun because in my head, that's all that matters, right? Like the old, cause I one track minds, I know boys, we, one track minds, like that's it. And so how do you counter a one track mind? Like you touch the oven to find out it's hot, right? right. Like, so let's, that that's all I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate. I've only got two boys and, and we're done having kids. So I'm not going to have that perspective of girls, but uh, I know what's going to happen with you, though, is that your girls are going to become teenagers, and at some point, you're going to grab your son. You're going to say, buddy, we got to get out of here for a while. Like, let's go. Between the two I'm girls and, and mom and all of that, like, we got to like get out of town years. for a while. Yeah. Or my son, who might, I mean, I just need him to be really big, like, and son, you, I need. This is what needs to happen. Like you know, you almost like I need you to take care of this yeah. for me, because uh, daddy will go to jail. Eight six nine twelve forty is the number to call. Uh, on the way out here, as we get things going in hour, hour number two, let's uh, let's give away some HTO coffee. We still got a little snow on the ground. Beat that, you know, beat that stuff back with some 
hot coffee or iced coffee, which is, you know, all the rave right now for everybody is the iced coffee. We got it all at HTO. You can get those brew house drinks at either the Wichita East location or in Derby. Uh, and you can get your hands on a couple free ones right now by calling the IHOP hotline at 869-1240. When we come back, we'll start off hour number two with a little Wichita State Shocker basketball talk. A uh, lot of chatter about the Panthers and Bryce Young and you know whether he's the guy. And he's getting questioned. We'll talk about that as well. Maybe a little bit premature and unfair. Uh, but we'll get into it as we make our way through Sports Daily on a Wednesday. Mornings with Bob and Tom on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, Wichita's most listened to sports radio, always live on the free Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.